Welcome to Love This Journey, a podcast that's a little bit business journey, a little bit personal journey, and a lot of bit awkward journeys. I am Emily McGuire, your host and owner of Flourish and Grit, an email marketing and automation studio, which is who brought you this podcast today. Yay! Uh, we're going to talk about journeys through business, careers, personal successes, and how we didn't lose our marbles along the way. Or did we, is the big question to answer. If you are listening to this podcast now, please uh, subscribe, leave a review, rate us. We would so appreciate it. And now we're going to start talking to, well, first of all, I also have to introduce my co-pilot here, Shelly. Shelly Costello. Also do the finger guns. <laughs> You gotta say it. You gotta say it out loud for all the people who are only listening. <laughs> Already getting aggressive. Uh, <laughs> Shelly is gonna be uh, co-piloting with me today and asking some questions to our guests, which I'm so excited Woo-hoo. to introduce you to. Uh, our guest today is Jeremy LaPatton, the president of Climb Marketing. Uh, they are a marketing agency uh, based in Ann Arbor as well. I got a local here for you. And I'm just going to read uh, you his bio because it's very impressive and I don't <laughs> want to mess it up because ah. Jeremy will be so mad. No, he won't. He won't be mad. <laughs> so Jeremy is the founder and president of Climb Marketing, a boutique digital marketing agency that drives targeted online visibility for B2B organizations via search engine optimization, AKA SEO and digital advertising management. Jeremy got a start in digital marketing as an entrepreneur, building an online retail business from the ground up with his wife, Aubrey, which I can't wait to hear about. He quickly Mm -hmm. discovered that using digital marketing to grow that business rather than running the business itself was his true passion. Climb Marketing was founded on Jeremy's passion for digital marketing and his love of values-driven business. They focus their work on organizations that make a positive social or environmental impact on the world. Every single day, the team at Climb Marketing strives to elevate their clients' marketing programs, their colleagues' growth, and the communities that support them. Oof, love that. Love it. Just straight to the heart. When he's not busy leading the team at Climb, you'll probably find him overindulging in sushi, making a mess mm. in the kitchen, or traveling to far-flung destination destinations back when that was a thing. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the before times. Welcome, Jeremy. I'm so Hey, thanks for having you. me. Yay! Yeah, so you get your own round of applause. Totally. Your personal <laughs> yes, round of applause. So That's awesome. Let's I have to know more about this business you started with your wife. I have yeah. so many questions about that. So totally. tell me about how that started. Where it all started. Well, you know, um, when my wife and I were young and dumb um, <laughs> and I had, I didn't have a lot more hair, but more of it was brown than it is <laughs> than gray. Um, yeah, like back in 2003, um, we were young professionals doing completely unrelated things. And um, my wife had an epiphany, as she often does, that uh, she wanted to, you know, make a significant career change. And not that she makes significant career changes all the time, but that she had an epiphany, an insight. And uh, 
and, and she decided she wanted to open like a tea room. And oh, we thought fun. like, okay, well, let's try to do that. And, you know, we were foodies and, and kind of interested. We were excited about, you know, hospitality in general and stuff like that. And so we uh, delved into the world of tea and we learned all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff about tea and we started to build a network and get, you know, educate ourselves and fell totally in love with tea as a as a beverage from a culinary perspective from a social and historic perspective it's just tea has everything going for it it's, it's fascinating and delicious and all that so we uh said all right well let's do this and you know realized very quickly that we didn't have any cash like we didn't have any money to open a tea room we you know with the help of our dear friends at the sbdc uh, give them a quick shout out. Uh, they helped us put a business plan together and figure out that we could not do it. Um, <laughs> but by that point, you know, we had already uh, like fallen in love with tea and and we were just sort of thinking like, what else could we do? Um, you know, could we, how else could we engage in this industry that has maybe a lower barrier to entry? And so we were like, we'll do it online. We'll sell tea online to people that was already a thing there were already some companies that were doing it but this is 2003 like you know less than half of people at that time were buying things on the internet right so it was still like kind of in its infancy and um and so you know i we i remember distinctly being at a dinner party with some friends some folks that we knew that were sort of in you know digitally oriented careers and and whatnot and we told everybody we're going to start this online tea company We've already got all our products. We got our packaging figured out. We got the name. We got, we just don't have a website, you know? And like, it was like, you know, the people who knew were like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, and, and we like uh, made a connection at that dinner party to a gentleman who already was uh, experienced professionally in managing e-commerce for like enterprise level companies. And he's a really dear, sweet, guy named Lawrence who you know we love uh so much and and one Thanksgiving weekend uh we traded painting his kitchen for him building us a website yes so we like rolled up our sleeves and painted a kitchen and and a dining room and uh and he built us our first website and off we went so that's, yeah. that's amazing uh, right? what were you doing before oh my god so <laughs> So as I mentioned earlier to you guys off uh, camera, or we were on camera, but not being recorded, um, <laughs> that uh, I'm from Ann Arbor. I went to school at the University of Michigan. I've never left. I mean, I've traveled, but I've never actually left. <laughs> um, and uh, so I got my degree in environmental policy from the School of Natural Resources. Actually, it's like called something else now. But anyhow, yeah. here at U of M. And um, when I realized that I could not pay off my student loans as an environmental activist, yeah. um, I tried to figure out what else I could do, but still sort of tap into that, my, I, my ideals and, you know, uh, hope to do good in the world. And so I went into urban planning and I was an urban planning consultant oh, and wow. um, totally different universe, right? I, I was pretty good at it um for better or worse and um uh but it was a really grueling job and uh you know shout out to all the folks who are still doing that good work but it's really hard to do especially in the state of michigan and 
I was happy to entertain a change. And so the company that my wife and I started ended up being this wonderful forum where we could control every aspect of it and um, imbue it with our personal, uh, you know, values. And, you know, it's, it's rooted very deeply in sustainability and organics and fair trade and things like that. And um, yeah, is it okay if I give it a little plug? Should I say? Should oh I yeah, say I was gonna ask. Oh what, okay. Is it still, I don't want to. Still yeah. around? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, my wife still runs that business. Uh, it's called oh. Arbor Tees. You can oh, find it at arbortees.com. Arbor oh yes. yeah. Well, so that's that's my wife and I. So yeah, I was actually so we're gonna. I'm gonna talk Ann Arbor for a second because yeah. I know somebody um, do better. Oh yeah, um, sure. They're another creative or they're a creative agency, yep. which is different than yep. Climb. And I I know the one of the owners well, and I went to her office one yeah, day, yeah. and it was right in the same little you were... compound as Arbertiz. I was like, I had no idea this existed. Yeah, yeah. You should stop in next time you're there and say hi to my wife. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Um, it's a delightful business. And of course, I went and signed up for their emails. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I will let her I've been, know. Uh, well, I've been chatting with uh, her email production person, oh. just giving her some tips. Oh I can't my God, help that's myself. amazing. I, I didn't even know myself. that was happening. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, especially small businesses that I'm just like, I love that you're here. I love you exist. Yeah. I want you to be around. All right, so here are a couple tips. Anyway. Totally. Yeah. Email is a big deal. Arbor is yeah. like, you know, email is, is a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so arbortees.com for everybody who's in mm, that's right. and into Ann Arbor, Michigan, two for yeah. one, you know? So, so, you know, I got started uh, you know, and then, and then that same friend that helped us build our first website was like, you know, you should really know more about things like web analytics. And so you can understand like what's happening on this website. And mm -hmm. you might want to consider paying for traffic, like Google AdWords. It was called AdWords back then. Um, you know, like that. Wait, it's not called a... AdWords anymore. No, it's just Google well, ads. They dropped the oh, words. Oh, I don't know. A couple of years ago. That so, oh, during the it's like Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, and so, you know, like I set out on a path to learn more about that and, um, uh, you know, ultimately actually like, and, and got more and more enthusiastic about that and, and like turning the crank on processing orders and managing inventory. And, you know, like I, uh, I guess I just don't have the like patience and sort of operational focus that my wife does to, to do that, which she does very well. Um, and, and so like, as my expertise in those areas grew, uh, and we kind of figured out how to make it successful for Arbor Tees, I just wanted to go and figure it out again for another business and another business, et cetera, et cetera. And so I actually like took an opportunity with another agency in the, in the region and, um, you know, doing that work for lots of companies. And I, I exited that company as part of its leadership team uh, and went into private practice. And then climb happened very shortly after that, because as soon as I was out on my own, like within months, like I was booked. And then mm -hmm. like, then I started needing to sub work to folks that I, you know, love dearly and were available. And, uh, and we didn't know it at the time, but we were building the sort of the start of an agency. 
So. So cool. So how long has Climb been in existence for? Yeah, we just four days ago celebrated our seventh birthday. Wow. I know. That's right? so cool. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah. one of our team has been part of it, you know, since practically the beginning uh, as well. Robbie, our head of client services. Wow. Is, and Taylor, our, our technical services director, he was shortly behind him. I and mean, we got some, some tenured uh, folks on our team. You must be doing something right. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we've got happy clients and uh, more work than we know what to do with. We are hiring. Um, So if you happen (laughs) to know anything about search engine advertising, I'd love to talk to you. So Well, you must be doing something right culturally if you've got two employees who've been there for almost the whole time. Yeah, yeah. What do you think your secret to success is for keeping people around? What's your secret sauce? I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, I I think that um, just being, I hate the term straight shooter, you know, but like (laughs) being you know, straightforward with people and trying to be transparent, you know, I mean, like the values that our company is founded on are largely like derived from the values of the initial cohort of people that coalesced around, you know, this work and, and transparency is a big part of it and accountability is a big part of it. And so just being like clear with people on what your expectations are and what your kind of vision and hopes and dreams are. Uh, and just being straight with them about, you know, how you see them fitting into the whole thing. I think people just want to know where they stand and what to expect. People don't like surprises. They also don't like inconsistency. And I am, you know, like I'm a pretty consistent guy. If I tell you that I'm going to do something, I will usually follow through on that and and stuff like that. Um, So, uh, so yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I don't know if it's like, I don't, liken our team to like a family in that sense it's you know like some people's family experiences might not be all that might not be a good comparison you know that uh, for is some a really folks. good but, distinction to make <laughs> right but like yeah. but um but we're super close-knit i care deeply about you know the personal welfare of everybody on my team and i hope that it shows um uh you know and so i, I just I think, uh, you know, we've managed to build a great deal of trust, you know, and, and as we've grown and added new team members, um, you know, we've just really tried to, to do what we can to continue to cultivate, you know, trust on the team and, and structure and order, right? So that like things that people don't like chaos, you know, uh, or most people don't, I don't want to work with anybody who relishes chaos. So, um, yeah. So, so far so good. And, you know, like, and, and those same, you know, just in the same fashion that we have, like, you know, longstanding employees and, and, um, you know, a really uh, cohesive tight knit team, like the same could be said for our client roster. You know, we have the first four clients that we got in the early years of our company are still clients. Um, like our average renewal rate, I think is like 95%. So 19 times out of 20 that a client of ours has the opportunity to stay or go, uh, they stay, which is just as huge of a compliment, you know, uh, as, as employees wanting to stick around. And I think it's for all of the same reasons, you know, just being us sticking to our core values and, and trying to do right by the client. That's amazing. Yeah. That's something you need to brag about that on your website. 
We, we are in the process of redesigning our website. So anybody <laughs> who goes to climbmarketing.com, you know, we're, we're mixing it up. We're trying to get a little bit more of our sort of, sort of the mission oriented nature of the company out there and just, just a little bit more of the culture to the front. Right. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Like when you, I mean, here's the thing we operated for two or three years with, uh, you know, several full-time employees and no website. Like we were non-existent on the internet, right? Like we were just, you know, kind of yeah. a digital marketing world's best kept secret, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but having a website is important. But when you build your first website, like you're really focused on, I th- or at least for me, maybe, maybe not for everybody, but like, you know, like what you do and what you're supposed to be considered the experts of and whatever. And like, and this happened actually in the start of Arbertese with my wife and I. It wasn't until like later that we kind of really brought a lot of the values orientation to the fore in how we marketed the business. Um, and so, uh, you know, with Climb, we, um, you know, we're the, fir- the our first go at a website is really more about like, you know, what we're, what we do and, and stuff like that and less about kind of how we try to make an impact other than doing good work for our clients, you know? Right. Yeah. That's great. Well, I can't wait to see the updated one. Yeah. Um, so what would you say has been your biggest lesson learned through all this? Mm. Man, that it is hard to be an entrepreneur and, uh, you have to have a stomach for it. You know, uh, I talk to people frequently about starting businesses and like, you know, there's, I have lots of advice for people. <laughs> the, well, the, what are, what are your favorite biggest? <laughs> do it when you're young, do it before you have children, do it, you know, before you understand the full implications of what you're deciding to do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. if you really understand all of the risks and the uncertainty and unpredictability and, and whatever, like anybody in their right mind wouldn't ever start a business. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I, but, um, you know, and I think, you know, we were, I was in a starting climb. Like I was in a really fortunate position that like Arbertese was established and it was doing well. My wife was like very like competently like at the helm, you know, and that like, there was no, you know, like it, it helps to have a spouse that has another source of income to buoy you yes. or somebody else, a mm-hmm. sugar mama or somebody, because it's <laughs> tough, right? Like, yeah. you know, like I, in the early days of, of climb, like I, you know, like, uh, it's your, your own personal finances are one of the only things that you can like adjust to make the books balance, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got, you know, like, I don't want to put that on employees, you know, like, oh, right. things are lean, like, you're gonna have to, yep. you know, cut your paycheck or whatever. And so you, you know, you end up having to make sacrifices and, and stuff like that, just to kind of keep the gears turning and keep, keep everything afloat. And uh, yeah, so, so far, so good. But I mean, that that's a big, that was a big lesson learned. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip side, I mean, gosh, the ability to shape your own future and like control the circumstances within you, we, you, within which you work and the people that you work with, like you'll never have 
greater agency in those kind of things than owning your own company and doing it, you know, and building that team yourself and that business yourself. And so, I mean, that's been super satisfying and that's something that I really geek out on, you know, of like kind of fine tuning the engine, right. And tinkering and like, okay, well, how can we make this better? And it's like every day, it's like conversations about like, oh, we should do that differently. Or like, how can we avoid doing that? Or how can we make this better or, or whatever? And, um, and so while my original passion was like, you know, SEO or search advertising or whatever, like now it's kind of become something different. It's like, how do I optimize this workplace? How do I optimize this customer experience? How do I, you know, it's, it's optimization. It's just targeted at something different and something that I like, right. you know, never expected. Like when you go into business, unless you are planning to be a solopreneur, like your whole career, like you are essentially like setting out to create a workplace for other people. And that ends up as the founder more often than not and becoming your like biggest you know, like preoccupation, um, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 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 it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Like I, you know, I never set out to do that. You know, I have lots of conversations with my wife about that because she feels kind of the same way that like, you know, you start out like, oh, we're going to start a tea company. And like, you think, oh man, she must just sit around and like taste tea all day and like do this. <laughs> and the reality is, is like tea is maybe 5% of her work day. Mm -hmm. And the whole rest of it is like managing people and processes and systems and transport and blah, 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 you know, and, and making sure the bills are paid and all that stuff. And like, so that's another big piece of advice out there for folks. If you like, you know, that's that's just the reality of of being a small business owner yeah you mean yeah. you don't get to focus on just doing the one job you want to do really well no because if you if you want to do that you then get that job you right know, find, a, yep. find a good place to have that job you know and there's no shame in that that's like great yeah. if that's what you were put on this planet to do yeah so. i love that yeah and two things that pops to mind to me uh for me one is i compare entrepreneurship to parenting a lot because it's very high highs, very low lows. Yeah, totally. Uh, and so yeah. you have to be able to weather those storms. Yeah, and, absolutely. And something else that popped out for me while you were talking was, I think it's fascinating. You started, you know, with the intention of being um, an environmental advocate slash advocate yeah. uh, activist. Sure. And um, what you've ended up doing is creating social impact in a totally different way yeah and i could never if you told the you know 21 year old or 22 year old me graduating from college that like yeah you're gonna go on you know after your career in urban planning you're gonna start an online tea company and then you're gonna start a digital <laughs> marketing agency and like i would be like who are you talking about like that's not me <laughs> you know exactly yeah but like i think there are ways that people I think there are sexier ways that people think that there is um, uh, ways to make an impact, right? Ways yeah. to make the yeah. world a better place. But how real change often happens is behind closed doors, very small actions yeah. that are hard to measure, yeah. um, but they still make a really real world impact, whether that's creating a work culture that yeah. is supportive and not totally dehumanizing. Right. 
or you're helping organizations and businesses grow who are doing really great things. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, my attitude, you know, in in all entrepreneurial uh, efforts, but, you know, here at Climb, like, uh, is that this company should be an engine of good. And, you know, we try to, you know, live that out in the clients that we help so we can help them do more good in the world. Uh, either either because of like what they do is inherently good or the way they do it is good. Um, and, and then also just like the way we behave as corporate citizens, you know, and trying to do the best we can as a, and try to set, establish a model for like, this is how we think about our role in all of the, the economy and the systems that we're plugged into, you know, so. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So how do you take um, other people on this journey with you? Mm. Uh, do you mean clients or employees or Ooh, bystanders? Let's talk about clients. I want to know how you take clients on a journey. What does that look like? Where do they usually start? Yeah. And Ooh. how do you guide them? Right. Well, so, you know, it's often the case that a client uh, will come to us because they, they know they have a problem uh, because maybe like their chief executive tried to Google something important to their business and they couldn't find their company, right? Mm. That's not always how that conversation starts, but let's assume that that's how that starts. And then their marketing team is like, oh yeah, we haven't done anything about SEO or we know SEO is a thing. We just don't know where to get started. And so then our team, and that's, you know, SEO, but, uh, you know, some, some of our clients are starting from a place where they, uh, they're more minded towards like paid media and, um, they've tried to do things like manage search advertising for themselves and realize that it's like deep water, right? It's, mm -hmm. it is complex. It's nuanced. Uh, it's easy to spend a lot of money really quickly with very few measurable results. Um, and then they're like, oh you know, the freelancer that we hired is not doing justice, you know, to this company, we need somebody like a professional to come help us. And so in either of those cases, whether it's on the paid side or the organic side, like, you know, we come in and we, we start by doing, you know, a fair bit of discovery, right? We, we explore their sort of the topic landscape that they operate in, right? Um, and understand like what you know, how those ideas and topics relate to their target customers and the, the, the journey that those people are going on from, you know, uh, awareness to conversion. And, um, and then we, you know, we help them understand like where their best opportunities are for like, okay, well, these are the, I mean, and, and, and you know, we have a really structured methodical process for doing this, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like 80% of our recommendations are like, pretty obvious like it's kind of like well yeah. duh looking back on yeah. it it's like wow like yeah that makes a lot of sense it's like because you're not going to be found on google unless you're either running an ad for that topic that keyword or you have content that's squarely addressing that idea you know and so a lot of our work is just helping them work through okay what are all the keywords that are relevant to the various aspects of your business needs of your customers etc and then help them kind of work through you know well what does that look like in terms of content like a content plan for your website and uh, we help them properly optimize it and and things like that but um it's just kind of how it's kind of getting their house in order right and then right. for larger more established more ambitious like clients like we 
are, you know, then frequently like brought on as their kind of the, the voice of SEO in their marketing apparatus. And we're just an ever present sort of a member of their team. Mm-hmm. And we're just helping kind of optimize, uh, identify opportunities, you know, ebb and flow. The, the thing is like the search environment never changes. I mean, never changes. It always changes. Right. Yeah. And like, it's never, it's never um, like a steady state competition is doing different things um, right uh you know the algorithmically google is doing different things right so things are always changing and so for companies that sort of have reached a point where they appreciate that you know being visible in search uh is super important to you know becoming you know on their target customers radars um you know they realize that like it's it's a constant process you know of, right. of refinement and and whatnot so yeah so we help them with that yeah i love that it it goes from uh somebody trying to google themselves yeah and they're like why can't i find us on google yeah that's right (laughs) yeah yeah and then it's just like we just need to find somebody right and then it's well no we need to find the right person right um and i totally relate to like the 80 percent of the stuff that needs to happen is pretty basic but like that also speaks to expertise yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty basic for you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and it's, it's like, it, it, it makes sense after you're done and you look back on it you're like, right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. That makes sense. But like, you yeah. need to kind of go through the process and sometimes everybody's got some blind spots and you discover interesting opportunities that you didn't really think about until you started digging into the data and right. like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, the thing that we get into the most with so many of our clients on the search side, and we do more than search, but that's our deepest area of, of expertise, but mm-hmm. um, uh, is like internal jargon and in like industry speak versus what clientele actually say and use yes. in search, right? Yes. Like people use acronyms and really like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, insider talk uh, that like their, their prospects that they're trying to sell to like might not even kind of appreciate or understand, or when they have a problem, they're often using, not always, but like, uh, they're often using much more, you know, um, straightforward language or just different language. And so helping companies understand that and making a shift or understanding like the nuances or the distinctions between, you know, okay, people who say this seem to want this and people who say this, you know, whatever. So yeah, it's interesting. Every, yeah. every engagement that we have, we discover jargon and inside, inside speak that we need to kind of quash or like temper. And mm-hmm. we discover kind of like interesting, unanticipated opportunities that are in the search landscape that if only they had a piece of content addressing it, they could get people mm. who are their target audiences to their website. Yeah. That's so cool. The finding <clears throat> process. Well, A, the, um, there's always that, that um, layer of you're in your own business. Yeah. And you can't see it from the outsider's oh, yeah. perspective. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it is so hard. Like I struggled with that with my own business. You know, Emily, like, you do a great job. So either oh, you're getting outside yeah. help, but like, I don't know, <laughs> but you're doing a great job, uh, you know, packaging and positioning your, your business. Well, Shelly helps me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face. Um, so I want, so one of my questions is, uh, Double pew pew guns. Yeah, that's right. Um, I have a question which you already answered a little bit, but I'm curious uh, when I ask it what your answer is going to be. 
So uh, what values guide your work in order to maximize success? And you've already talked a lot about your values, but sure. can you distill them down to one that sort of permeates oh. everything you do? It took us a lot of work to distill it down to five. Well, tell me the five. <laughs> tell me the five. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, Climb's core values are accountability, like I already mentioned, mm -hmm. transparency, mm -hmm. uh, which I think in the marketing and advertising world is super important. Yeah. Um, balance, right? Like we are whole people and work is just one piece. Um, and there's lots of moving parts in all spheres of our lives that need, you know, balance. Um, uh, intrinsic motivation, like uh, we're looking for people who kind of are wired to um, do the right thing, do things well and constantly improve, right? Like that mm -hmm. they just have this sort of inherent motivation to, to do well and to do better. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and then lastly, forward thinking, right? So people mm -hmm. who are not, who are able to sort of understand like the the cascading ramifications of a course of action. They can look into the future and they can understand like, okay, if I do this now, that means this then and, and stuff like that. So, so that's kind of like the DNA of the people that make up our team. And I, you know, accountability and transparency are the easiest to talk about. And they are sometimes the things that are most um, evident, right. In day-to-day -day interactions, right. but like, the people who are really going to be that serve their clients best, serve this company the best, also have those other attributes, you know, the forward thinking and the, the sort of intrinsic motivation and stuff like that. So those are great. Yeah. Yeah. If we did a good, I think we did a good job. Well, if you're an SEO person, you need to apply to work with Jeremy right now. That's, That's right. We, we probably later in the year, will be hiring for SEO, but search advertising. If you're a Google search ads ad. person, if you're a Google ads person and you want to work for a pretty sweet team, you talk to me. <laughs> Not a Google ads, ad words person. Yeah. Cause you're no. living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not forward that. thinking. And yeah, exactly. Um, so what has inspired you throughout your journey? Books, podcasts, thought leaders, oh. artists. So anything you can't that say Emily. She already knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, one of the things that was a big inspiration for me early in the founding of Climb and continues to be. Um, so back in, I mean, uh, the company is called Climb Marketing. Uh, not just because it kind of has innuendo and it insinuates, you know, upward mobility and stuff, but um, uh, I, I have a background in rock climbing and mountaineering. And, um, oh, and uh, you know, at one point in that career, I, I had the honor of doing some climbing in the Alps. And uh, a friend of mine who I was climbing with was good friends with a guy who was actually at the time, I think one of Europe's only Americans licensed as a European mountain guide and to be wow. a European mountain guide is a really rigorous uh, thing. And you want to talk about accountability, right? Oh like God. you literally have people's lives in your hands as you're taking mm -hmm. them up a mountain or whatnot. And so we did a lot of climbing with uh, this gentleman and, um, and it really like made an impression, right? Like the, and, and me as the sort of, you know, say client or, you know, uh, tag along, uh, you know, the comfort that I had knowing that I had somebody, a professional of that caliber, you know, guiding uh, the way um, 
you know, and, and just the rigor and expectations that were in place, um, you know, for those people to even be certified or licensed in the first place was a big deal. And, um, you know, I would like to think, although we do not have people's literal lives in our hands, um, but you know, that, that the responsibility and the requirement for preparedness and kind of knowing the path and having trod the path, you know, countless times. So you know how to get from A to B safely and successfully. Like, you know, I hope that some of that has kind of found its way into, you know, our approach. Um, some of the team is into rock climbing, um, but uh, it's not a requirement. Uh, we have done some rock climbing together, uh, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, so, so that's climbing. one thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, you know, we run, our agency runs on EOS. I don't know if you're familiar with EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Um, but, you know, it's based on the book uh, Traction by Gino Wickman. And um, that applying, I mean, that actually, I would say, because I was already familiar with that methodology for running a business before I started Climb, mm -hmm. we started Climb from day one running on that system and, uh, you know, and, and uh, Robbie and Taylor who were doing it with me, like they were familiar too. And so we were speaking a similar language and we were very organized. And I would say that for a, still a relatively small company, we have a high degree of organization and structure and maturity about how we do what we do and, and the methods we use to run because we committed so early in that process. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that that was a big deal. So go out and read Traction. Yeah. Traction. I you're the I have not read it, and you are probably the third person this month who has mentioned it to me. <laughs> so it sounds like all the signs. Check it are out. The signs are pointing. It. Yeah. It's an easy, it's an easy read. It's a good right. read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now's the part of our internet internet. In it, it, I mean, we are we will be on the internet. We, we are currently on the internet. <laughs> what is it? It's just a series of tubes. No bag. Um, tubes. <laughs> uh, this is the part of the interview where we're going to do the rapid fire fun questions that oh, Shelly's going to do. All right. And as she warned you before we started recording, she gets to determine if they're right or wrong. And <laughs> then we're going to have to come up with some sort of consequence. I don't know. I don't know. I think I have a lot of Sure. Yeah, Kelly can fire Jeremy. All right. Okay. Game on. Shelly okay. to fire me regularly. Um, anyway, over to Shelly. Over to Shelly. Hi. Okay, great. Um, do you have your seatbelt on? Are you ready? I am as buckled as I'm going to get. <laughs> okay. Uh, your go-to karaoke song is? Oh, yeah, I knew this one was coming. So uh it would probably be something really cheesy from the 80s uh in stevie wonders playlist um or song list yes. like ribbon in the sky yeah. or like overjoyed i mean like it would be something really cheesy you know from that you know the stuff that i heard on the radio growing up you know yeah that's that's perfect yeah. you can come to our karaoke party nice. um okay what are you binging right now uh to be a show oh, or a man. book or music yeah I will tell you what my family has been binging lately. My wife and daughter have been binging Gilmore Girls. So that's oh. been a significant presence in my mind uh, in the very small amount of time that I have to watch like any, uh, you know, 
uh, media of my own choosing, uh, <laughs> I have actually been kind of hooked on Shameless. Um, I haven't watched that yet. Is whew, that good? It's a it's a thrill ride. It's uh, yeah, no, I mean it's 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 interesting. I mean it's okay. uh, if you uh, like to vicariously experience other people's debauchery and <laughs> and uh, degradation, like it's a good show for you. Oh my God. I can't believe, I mean, I'm like in season five and I've been at it for a while now. <laughs> and I don't know if I can, I feel like I need to switch it up. Like wheel of time just came out and now, and I'm like, I really want to watch it on Amazon, but like, mm -hmm. I, that means I need to not watch shameless. So I don't know. I mean, what are you going to we'll do? See. So many yeah. hard choices. I know it's really hard. <laughs> hour what do i want to do for myself yeah that's right <laughs> sometimes sitting quietly in a room by myself sounds really appealing too you know? right <laughs> definitely um, okay yeah. in the lottery what is the most frivolous oh god frivolous yeah that you purchased yeah i mean i had this fantasy that if i that that i could convince a book publishing company to give me a million dollars to eat a million dollars worth of sushi in a year and write a book about it. Oh, that's an Ooh. awesome idea. So like that, like uh, that to some would seem frivolous. That is fun. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. frivolous. A million dollars worth of yeah. sushi in a year, for yeah. sure. I could do it. That, that, yeah, could do like, it. for sure. That, yeah. that. If you go to the right mm -hmm. places, you could for sure do totally. That. Did you ever see the documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I tried to, I have not, uh, but I tried to watch it with my family the other night and I got vetoed. So, uh, <laughs> so Maybe that's an I've started it. I watched like the first fragment of it and then I don't know what happened, but it's on my list. It's on, I mean, it's shameful that I haven't uh, watched it at this point. But. Okay, you are on a desert island. What are three mm. things that you bring with you? Uh, I'm on a desert island. I I probably won't need my bite splint because I won't be stressed <laughs> out and clenching my jaw, right? No, what would I bring? I mean, I'd probably bring at least one chef's knife, right? Like I just, oh, and maybe wow. I'd need a whetstone too to keep it sharp because that would be, I couldn't function, you know, without, you know, I could probably fashion a cutting board. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, I guess an MP3 player and some headphones. Like I don't know how I'd get music otherwise, unless they have the internet on this island. What an MP3 player is. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> MP3 is a file format for audio. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, I'm gonna. I think we might know the answer to this one, but mm. um, if you can eat one food again for the rest of your life, what is it? No, oh, yeah. There's no question. I've, I've, I'm trying to put it to the test in um, every week of my life, but yeah, I'd be sushi. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as I say that, then I get sad about all the other food. I mean, cause I, you know, I still am a foodie at heart and like, that would mean no more Thai food and no more Chinese food and no more, you know, yeah, no more tacos. And so that would be sad, but I, I, I'd still be pretty happy. Excellent. Those are great answers. I approve. Ah, I'm not fired. <laughs> yeah, not fired. <laughs> Perfect. Monday Dude. triumph. Nice. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so glad I was. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you said yes. Uh, where can people find you? 
Uh, well, I'm broadcasting to you live from my office in my house. So that's where you find me. But okay, online, so you could go. Address. Yeah, yeah, no, Just we're not going to do that. Um, uh, <laughs> climbmarketing.com uh, is where okay. you can find our company's website in its current incarnation. And we're reasonably active on LinkedIn too and stuff. So you can find us there. And yeah. And, you know, Perfect. if you need tea, I've got a connection. <laughs> Jeremy knows a guy. Or gal. Yeah, I know a gal. That's you right. Know a gal. Totally. Well, thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us. Yeah, uh, it was great. Like, rate, and review on the podcast wherever you find them or wherever you found this podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can find me and Shelly at flourishgrit.com. Thanks awesome. for joining. Bye. Bye.